0: Hello everyone and welcome to Linux Crazy Podcast. This is podcast number 92. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about my desktop. And uh, in my uh, humble opinion, it is almost a perfect setup. But that's one of the great things about Linux, is that uh, everyone can set up their desktop exactly the way they want to. You don't have to go for any pre- conceived ideas of what the perfect desktop is you can uh, set up the desktop any way that you want it. So for me uh, here lately I've been using OpenBox and one of the uh, first uh, applications that uh, starts up when I'm using OpenBox is Aterm. And Aterm is run in a uh, root window and I have uh, dual screens so I have uh, two screens. There are two uh, ASUS uh, monitors. Uh, the ones that I actually got are the 21.5 inch monitors uh, because they were on sale. And um, the uh, I guess if you really had big bucks, you get like dual 24 inch monitors or even bigger. But uh, these 21.5 inch monitors do me just fine. So I've got two monitors and then four different desktops, so a total of eight screens to work with. So i got plenty, to room, plenty of room to do stuff with. So like I said, uh, one of the first applications that started is the A-Term uh, run in a root window. And that's pretty neat. Uh, there's no borders or anything on it so uh, it's uh, it's right embedded in the root window. And it's, um, usually I use it, it's SSH'd into uh, somewhere. Right now it's SSH'd into another computer here at the house. Uh, the other screen is, uh, on the other monitor, is uh, usually run an a instance of conky And it's just basically a, a little monitor. And for it, I've, uh, I'm monitoring the uptime, the RAM usage, swap usage, CPA usage, processes, uh, the file system see see uh, how much file system is being used, the networking up and down. The processes comes in handy because every so often uh, something would hang. Now I haven't had anything hang in an awful long time. Uh, back maybe six months ago, Firefox would hang sometimes when uh i think because it was running the 32 bit uh flash plugin so i used to have problems with that but now since they've released a 64 bit plugin if i'm watching a youtube uh video or something like that uh it seems to work a lot better with the native 64 bit and uh another uh, application that i run across is pretty uh pretty neat to use is uh YouTube download—it's actually a script uh, that you just—it's a program written in—I'm not exactly sure what language it is—but uh, you just—it's you just run YouTube downloader and then you put a link to the YouTube down YouTube uh, video and it downloads it and converts it to uh, FLV a file format and then you can play it or upload it to your friends or whatever you want to do with it. So back to this Conky. The Conky, uh, like I said, I got the processors running. So right now I'm recording with Audacity, and it's using 1.95 CPU and 0.65 of memory. Now this particular desktop here, uh, just a second. It's got a, um, it's got 8 gig of RAM, a quad core processor an Intel Q8200 that's at 2.33 gigahertz. now this particular processor when the quad-cores first Intel, Intel first came out with their quad-cores this was like the cheapest one they had and it, it works pretty good so uh, with the 8 gig of RAM uh, that seems to you know help with the Gen 2 running Gen 2 and you notice that keyboard that I'm using that's an old IBM Clicky keyboard and it actually doesn't have a Windows key on it. It um, when uh, with Openbox, one of the great things with Openbox that I like is that you can is the keyboard shortcuts to open programs pretty much uh, similar to if you've used Fluxbox before. That you can um, and I'm I probably know them in KDE too, but it's just really easy to set it up with Openbox. And here in that instance of conkey that I'm. Um, that I'm running on the desktop, I have a reminder for some of the more common applications that I actually start. So with this uh, IBM keyboard, there is no meta key, so I use, you know, the Windows key as the meta key. But so on this one, I use the Alt key as the meta key. So to open a terminal, I use Alt T, and the, the actual terminal that that opens is uh, UR, uh, the terminal is uh, X. VT and I have it set up in my uh, dot capital X defaults file so that uh, you know it opens the, the way that I want it to open. So that's uh, Alt T is the terminal, then Alt F is Firefox. I use Firefox a lot, I use uh, the Chromonium browser too and that's pretty much it. I use the Firefox a lot though because I have all my bookmarks and everything in Firefox. Uh, another, I use a lot of GNOME applications, so the my file manager is actually Nautilus and I'll use, uh, so that's uh, Alt-N is Nautilus and then I use um, G-Edit, I'll use sometimes. But my main editor of choice is Vim, so I'll use that with the uh, terminal but I do use uh, Gedit sometimes. I use I open up Gedit, especially if you want to do a lot of copy and pasting. It works uh, really well because you can open it up in dual panes. So I use that for my mail program. I use uh, mainly for email. I'll use um, uh, Gmail on the uh, web, but I actually do too use uh, Claws Mail. And uh, so i'll uh, the alt c is for clause mail The main thing I use clause mail for is uh I like the way that it threads like uh, for especially if you're if you're following uh some uh mailing lists so the threading is really good on clause mail so i can uh, i can follow threads really easy and also for signing or encrypting mail because Gmail doesn't really have a uh, it doesn't work uh with uh, Gmail, so if I need to uh, sign or encrypt an email, I use ClauseMail. Then, uh, that's Alt-C, so then for Alt-O is, uh, I'm using now LibreOffice, I use that a lot. And uh, that's the, the basic programs that I use uh, most of the time, so all of those are available from the keyboard. Now, OpenBox also has a menu, so if you want to use um, one from the, that's not on your uh, keyboard shortcuts, uh, you can uh, right-click on the desktop and actually make up a little favorites menu. So I've I've made up a little favorites menu, and some of them I might have in there is uh, Player, Audacity, uh, the GIMP, uh, some some programs like that that I use. Uh, Pulse Volume Control, uh, setting up the sound defaults and some system tools and uh, utilities. So, uh, But then I don't use them all the time, so I don't really need a shortcut for them. If I wanted to add, if there's something that I noticed that I was using all the time uh, with OpenBox, it's very easy to uh, set up a shortcut. All the configuration for OpenBox is uh, dot .config, and then you open up uh, OpenBox, and then there's a few files inside of uh, of that that are do all the configuration. So the dot um, config I'm going to dot config then open box and then the autostart.sh file is basically just a file that you that you all st- autostart uh, some programs at startup. So one of the ones I first thing I do here is I set a background and then I launch uh, the dbus. So that uh, I can mount and unmount um, USB drives, et cetera, using Nautilus. And the next one is uh, it's uh, some other little scripts here for GNOME settings because it makes the uh, those GNOME, uh, the GTK apps that I use, go ahead and read the GNOME settings for uh, their appearance and whatnot. And then... Um, I, sometimes I'll use uh, the Caro Comp Manager if I get bored with the uh, uh, dull looking windows, but ma- mainly I haven't even been using that. I don't really care about the um, 3D effect or any of the, you know, the cool new look stuff. So I don't even use that anymore. I like just the fastest and uh, plainest possible. So I'll open uh, in this Auto start.sh I also, I start Tent 2, which is my panel. And it's basically just got uh, the four desktops, uh, all things that are open along the top. And then on the right-hand side, it does have the icons, a date, and a time. Then uh, I use OSMO a lot. And what OSMO is, is it's like a little personal uh, organizer. And it has a calendar where you can set reminders and tasks, and then it has uh, all your contacts, I have all my contacts there that actually opens clause mail if I want to email someone, and then it has the notes. What I find it really uh basically I use it for is a reminders, so that if I have um things that I need to do i I add it to osmo if I have um Bills that need to be paid, I add it to Osmo. If I have bills that I've already paid so I don't uh, worry about paying them, I add that to Osmo. Uh, basically anything that you would put into a personal organ- organizer, I use Osmo for. And once you get used to it, it's, it's really easy to, to, to use and it works really good. Uh, the other application that's here that I got open is Linphone. Now, Linphone is actually a SIP client for, uh, for uh, IP f- uh, telephone, and it actually, um, video actually even works on it, so I use it for uh, if I'm going to make some calls that uh, I don't want to pay very much for, that I can use the uh, soft phone, LinFone, and it works very well, and that's pretty much about it uh, as far as the, my desktop, and uh, all those applications uh, do me just fine. We just completed the 2011 Gen 2 Screenshot Contest, and the winner was WHTWTR, and his desktop was a Compaz desktop, and it's a, uh, he describes it as an uncluttered and functional desktop with heads-up display of critical system stats. Konky, renders the animated middle rings, which represent CPO load, memory used, and file system in-use percentages. Moving toward the bottom, we have the current time, global, night and day images, updated every 15 minutes, clouds updated every 3 hours, and the current weather conditions. Uh, Bottom left, we have the temps of the CPU, the GPU, and the system hard drive, along with the CPU frequency and network upload and download graphs. Finally, the bottom right, we have a horizontal calendar showing the day, week, month, current date, and year. And the wallpaper is by him. Uh, basically what it is, is it's a bunch of conkeys running on his desktop. And in the center is where he has the, uh, looks like the CPU, CPU load and, and the different temperatures in that in a, a circle type graph. And then in the bottom. He's got the date, the uh, weather, and basically the whole desktop is just a series of different conkies running at different locations, and it looks uh, really neat. The second place finisher was uh, IF Enslave and his KDE desktop. Basically it's just a pretty clean KDE desktop. I'm sure it's uh, KDE 4.7 probably with uh, uh, different widgets showing uh, dMessage uh, processes, external IP, incoming, outgoing network traffic, mounted file systems, and actual moon phase. Uh, I think the reason that his came in second is it looks really clean. It's kind of got a gray uh, background, kind of looks like in the forest, but all of his different um, widgets are really clean looking on the desktop. Uh, the next one is uh, bear's XFCE desktop, and this was in third place. And he's got a basically just a really a, a basic X, XFCE. And uh, the main reason I think that he came in third place is because everything kind of works together real nice. He's got a uh, a terminal without borders and uh, and menus, and he's got the default XFCE composting. He's got his programs restored by Shortcuts or by XFSC Ver plug-in. And he's got a, on the right-hand side, looks like he's got a conky running. No, he's got uh, GKRELLM running. Uh, it's, that's not a conky That's a, a GKRELLM on the right side. Kind of a throwback to the good old days. And it just looks really clean. And uh, I think that's why he got third place. Everything just kind of goes together real nice. Fourth place is uh, a uh, scroat window manager desktop. Now this is the first time I've ever heard of a scroat window manager. It's basically looks like a um, tiling desktop and uh, the main thing that stands his apart is all of his uh, different colors that he has in his terminals and uh, just it looks really really cool. He's got a whole bunch of different stuff going on here. He's got the say He's got NCMPCPP uh, with running MPD. He's got the TTY load. He's got LS++. He's got HTOP. He's got VIM. He's got PYDF. He's got a bunch of ASC2 uh, art. He's got the, the color scheme and the details are by him. The wallpaper, he says, is from uh, VoidSense at uh, Devian Art. And basically, I think the reason that he came in fourth was that uh, all of his custom configurations, and he says all of his uh, configuration files are available at a, on his personal GitHub repository. If you wanted to uh, get in touch with him, he would uh, be more than happy to let you check them out. The fifth place finisher was Slashbeast's uh, OpenBox desktop. Now, uh, I know OpenBox pretty good. That's what I run. So when uh, Slashbeast... Uh, came in fifth place, he hadn't really talked about his desktop too much, so I uh, caught up with him on IRC and was uh, talking to him about it, because I'm pretty interested, because his basic uh, open box is pretty much the same as mine. He's got here, he says he's got open box tent 2 and conky as a system monitor, that's what I used to, I only have one conky running, it's just basic, a basic system monitor, and then he's got one conky just running just to display the logs. That looks pretty cool. He says here that the setup is designed to be light and fast. Now, one of the interesting things about uh, about Slash beast's setup was the way that he lays out his desktops. I was uh, telling him how I a lot of times I'll get confused. I have so much stuff going on that... Uh, I can't find some of the applications. I'll have terminals running in all kind of different places. I have four desktops, and I might be SSH'd into one server on one desktop and SSH'd in another server on another desktop, and a whole bunch of different stuff going on, and not very organized. He says what he does is that he has eight desktops, and he keeps it organized like this. He'll have, and Firefox is always on desktop two. Uh, Movies and music on three. Uh, Desktop one is just for IRC. Four is for Torrent and such. Five is Thunderbird. Six, seven, and eight are work desktops. So that's where he would be SSH'd into other desktops, virtual machines, etc. And he says here that you can use uh, rc.xml. That's um, in your home directory. It's .config, openbox, rc.xml. And you can configure stuff to certain desktops. So uh, he configures, like, let's say, Firefox, Midori, and, and Chromonium will always start on desktop 2. So he'll always have his browser starting on a certain desktop. And then he says here I can do R GM run, and type Firefox, and it opens on desktop 2. So what that actually does is it keeps everything organized. So you'll know that if you have uh, any of your browsers that are open, will be open on desktop 2. So that's something I'm going to have to uh, start looking into. My latest project has been um, setting up a LinkC wireless in monitoring camera. I purchased the WVC80N and the reason I got that one was uh, price. It was cheap. I guess people have been having problems with it. It's a nice camera. The main problem I think people were having was is they couldn't get it to uh, email them when when motion was detected with certain um, uh, ISPs. So I went ahead and bought one. I figured I'd try to see if I could figure it out. And I come to find out that what the reason that was that it had a problem was is the firmware. Had a bug, and that when you had to email using SSL, uh, in other words, uh, port 465, it would just air out. It wasn't working right. So that's uh, the port that I needed to use it on. Uh, the whole idea between this camera is is that you set it up, and then you can actually uh, it detects motion, and you can select a certain area to be a little bit more sensitive for the motion and you can actually set uh, times during the day that you want the camera to be active and then what it'll do is once it detects the motion it'll go ahead and uh, send you an email. And so uh, people were upset with the camera because it wouldn't uh, send them an email because most of the ISPs now are going to using um SSL so you would when you set up your uh, email client to uh send mail you have to uh set it up with SSL. Now I actually have uverse and like I said mine you're supposed to set it up with SSL too. But I was just playing around with it and come to find out I just set it up to send on port 25 and uh, I'm not supposed to be able to send out any mail on port 25, but I found out as long as I set it up that it was coming from the email address registered with the ISP and it was sending the mail to the address registered by the ISP, that uh, it would go ahead and send the email to me. So I've got the camera working good. So it's pretty neat. You could set it up. I set it up during the days I'm at work. And I actually have it pointing right straight towards my front door. Uh, I'm uh, the caregiver now for my father. He's an elderly fellow. So sometimes when I'm not here, uh, there's a lady that comes by to um, give him a bath and, you know, fix his lunch and clean up around the house and stuff. And I don't know her. And I have a lot of my little stuff here. So I just felt a little more comfortable if I could kind of see, you know, what was going on a little bit. So, plus I think it kind of keeps people honest, you know. So, anyhow, so it's got the camera there, and now whenever the door is uh, opened, anything going in or out of that door is uh, is a uh, pictures taken of it, and there's only one way in and out of this apartment. So, anything going in and out of the apartment, <laughs> I got a picture of it. So, that sends me an email. And the other thing it does is there's a pretty neat uh, application, sensr.net, And what you do there is you set it up uh, to FTP the same same pictures it'll send. So I've got it set up to uh, FTP, the pictures to this web application. And you set it up, and it's pretty cool. You can, uh, while I'm at work, uh, even if I don't have email, or if I don't want to check my email, I can just go to... uh, S-E-N-S-R dot net, and uh, watch watch my stuff. And there's a whole bunch of other people doing the same thing, so it's pretty neat. You can see a whole bunch of other people, uh, their different houses and bars and all kinds of different stuff, parking lots, and so it's pretty neat. The other thing I went ahead and did was I wanted to go ahead and be able to record actual, the video with it, and with that, I went ahead and bought me a WD My Life, My Book Live, Western Digital, My Book Live. And it's, uh, it has uh, one terabyte of uh, storage. And it was pretty neat to set up. You basically, uh, same with the camera. Uh, when you set up the camera and, that, and, the, um, and the My Book Live, you, both, you want to give them a static uh, address. And then with the camera... I went ahead and opened up port 8080 for it. So uh, I went into the router, and so any internet traffic coming here to the house, um, when uh, if it's uh, going to port 8080, it automatically diverts to the uh, IP camera. But now for the um, for the MyBook Live, it's just here local, so I don't need any internet access to it. So what it does is it will can uh, I can set it up to record actual video clips and from that camera into that uh, Western Digital uh, MyBook Live. It's actually a NAS device, so I've got it set up so that I can actually uh, copy stuff from my computer to it, and to do that, I'm using a CIFS. So what you do is the actual IP address of this uh my Book live is 192.168.1.79. And once I have the um CIFS uh mount application installed, uh just emerged uh CIFS mount and uh set up in my etc a mount points for this uh my Book Live, So I actually have it mounting to Media my Book Live, and you set up a credentials file that's that holds your username and password and there's a few other things in the um, etc. tab. but as soon as I go ahead and uh, boot my computer it's automatically mounted to the my Book Live. So that's pretty cool so I can transfer files from the different uh, computers here at the house and store them on that my book live, and also if I want to record uh, some video uh, from my IP camera, I can go ahead and record the video. So it's all working out pretty cool. I'll go ahead and um, put on linuxcrazy.com the uh, different files that I've talked about, and I'll kind of uh, put the links there to this uh, sensor.net, and I'll also put a link to the actual camera that I have. And the uh, my book live. So um, that's just about it for me. I'll uh, I'll see y'all next time. Bye bye.